Welcome to the Magic Hour with Pauly Malinaji. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauly Malinaji is a two-time world champ and showtime boxing analyst. Joined by his sidekick, the world-famous Peter Cards, they break down boxing better than anyone on the planet. This is the Magic Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Pauly Right, we've been gone for a little while. We're back for another episode of the Magic Hour. Uh, and we're still not regular at all on this episode, on these episodes, but we're, uh, we're doing the best we can. We got Peter Claus in the studio. Seth and I are in the studio. Yep. And I'm not in the studio. What do you guys think of that? It is what it is, pal. Uh, hey. I'm sure the weather's a lot better over there than it is here. You're a mover and a shaker. It sure is. It sure is. So what? Uh, w- let's talk about the since the last. We've had a lot going on since the last episode. No, we had the World Box Super Series. We had a whole whole weekend of fights over last weekend. Trump got elected. Got? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff's happened since he's been gone. Huh? Huh? <laughs> right. I mean, we had two cruiserweight fights. We had Brady Sinusik. Then we had Dorsicos and uh, Garcia. I mean, that World Box Super Series has for me. Uh, superseded any expectations that they might have had. You know, I know uh, with the Champions League money behind them, they probably had some high expectations of the tournament. But for me, I mean, the, the fights have been amazing. I'm not just at cruiserweight, even at super middleweight. This past weekend, we had uh, Groves and uh, Eubank, and although it was a one-sided fight, it was about as exciting as a one-sided fight can get. I mean, I think uh, uh, I've been more than entertained. The only disappointing thing has been trying to find uh, not, know, one trying to find not one American, not one American genius, not one American genius bought any of the fights. They've all well, been really yeah, good fights. You know, and honestly, I'm not going to complain about our showtime schedule because we have a, a terrific showtime schedule. But there's only so many dates available on these networks in the U.S. You know. Um, and not a lot of these networks have bought the boxing, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it makes things a little bit more difficult because, you know, you have only so many dates available on HBO. You have only so many dates available on Showtime. Top Rank has the exclusive ESPN contract at this point. Thank Top Rank has the exclusive ESPN contract at this point. So it's become, it's become difficult to really work it out. It, it, honestly, guys, and you guys know this already, maybe the fans at home, it becomes a matter of alliances and allegiances, you know what I'm saying? Like, basically, a promoter, uh, that uh, that if you're with the right promoter, you get on a certain network. You know, uh, at this point in time, Showtime uh, is dealing with any promoters that have uh, affiliation with Al Heyman. HBO is mainly dealing with Golden Boy Rock Nation and Top Rank. ESPN is exclusive to Top Rank. And unfortunately, none of the, uh, also the HBO is doing a lot of moves with Metro and the current at this point. But I got to be honest, um, there's not. Any, it wasn't any of these promoters involved in the Super Series, but it didn't mean that they weren't, obviously the Super Series wasn't going to be good, but it's been amazing. The problem is you can't bust dates that don't exist and or bust your existing dates and give it to these foreign promoters because then you might burn the bridge with your with your current promoters that are in the States, and then, you know, you, people don't want to burn bridges. It's a, whole, it's a whole shit show. I'll be honest with you. It's a whole shit show, but unfortunately... Um, we haven't been able to get a super series. Hopefully, um, I was actually talking to my boss at the Showtime uh, the last week. We realized, like, yo, Brian Mena Grove and Eubank was on a great fight, you know, uh, even in one side, it was, a, it was a fun fight. And uh, I said, bro, honestly, next year, we next season, we got to try to at least maybe get the semifinals or something. Maybe we don't get the whole tournament because, you know, we can't, 
we can't give up too many dates. But maybe we get the semifinals. Maybe the semifinals and finals, you know, of whatever weight class they pick, you know? Um, Absolutely. You got to get involved. Light middleweight for me would be unbelievable. Light middleweight for me would be amazing to use in, in the Super Series. There's not a lot of superstars in the weight, but there's a lot of great fighters in the weight, you know? And a lot of them belong to Alan Heyman. So Heyman uh, makes an agreement. I know Heyman and Shaper have been friendly in the past. I don't know how friendly they are now. But Richard Shaper is involved with the Super Series. I think you have a, a, a terrific Super Series event with the light middleweights uh, next season. But who knows? Who knows what we'll get, you know? Yeah, I mean somebody's somebody's got to get involved. There's just you know there's too much good boxing going on for for the too much good boxing and 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 the really the way they're putting the shows is is, is is in a prestigious way. You know, they have Champions League money. I mean I know the Americans don't really understand the Champions League league is a lot, but I know that our British fans do. And you know you got Champions League money involved. You know you know they're they're putting some serious money. You know what I'm saying? You know you know it's some real stuff. And um, you know, speaking of Champions League, they just saw it yesterday. I was late yesterday in the last two days. But, uh, you know, there's you know, some serious stuff. And, um, you know, they're going to make a procedure. I mean, all the events I've watched have looked really, really terrific. Even the presentation. Forget about the fights being exciting. The presentation has been great. Yeah, I know. It's, it's cool. It's a cool concept. Um, the, it, the little a, Joe when the, when the guy stands before yeah, on the you guys thing. I'm really excited about what I'm saying. You know, no, God, I, I know fans are more excited at home than you guys are. What I'm, what I'm talking about. No, Thank you know, it, but you know, it's great that you pitched a Showtime because this is something that deserves a bigger spotlight to, to bring the fans into. Because a lot of fans don't even know what's going on unless they're like you know the really hardcore yeah. fans. I'm well, sitting there like a, I'm sitting there like a fucking schmuck on YouTube YouTube Direct or whatever it is. And that's the and that's the problem, Pete. Right there is the problem because you have to be a a, a hardcore boxer fan to even know that this tournament is on and that's a shame because I think even casuals if they knew this tournament was happening they'd watch these fights that's how good they've been you know but unfortunately in the US you don't even know the, the tournament is happening unless you're a hardcore fan and then, you, and then you'll go look for it you know what I'm saying it's right it really is it, it is a shame because it's really really good fights it's not like it's not it's like oh uh, Cali, Cali Sauerland uh, is the main promoter Richard Schaefer's involved you know it's, it's been fun it's been fun and uh, hopefully uh, they haven't been able to Procure a, um, an American deal uh, with um, with uh, you know to get, to get the fights in the next in the next season. I think obviously they're gonna have another run of this tournament. It's uh, all about. Thing my bosses told me was they were asking for a bit too much money. I don't know what the contract what they were asking for as far as the money was in the contracts were, but uh, hopefully they can come to a deal next for the next one. You know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's obvious. It's got to get done. It's got to get sorted out. However you have to do it, you got to do yeah. it. Let's um, let's get into some of the fights that just happened. Go ahead. Go for it. Well, uh, speaking of the, the World Series, the Chris Eubank versus Groves, that was, like you said, it was one-sided, but really, really entertaining. Um, Groves really impressed me. I mean, he's been impressive, but... I, I was curious to see this fight. I thought I thought Eubank was going to really, really put it all on the line. I, I feel like if you pressure Eubank, he can let go of nice combinations and very effective combinations. But if he has to be the stalker, he doesn't know how to cut distance. He's not. Yeah. He has no no confidence. No con no concept of a jab and no concept of cutting off the ring. And the thing is, and that comes from an experience too. You know, let's keep in mind Eubank is a talented guy, but he's not the He's not a guy that works for a trainer. For some reason, he doesn't want to work with any trainers. So it's, like, it's, a, it's a strange phenomenon, you know? So he's gotten this far, and he won't work, he won't work with a specific trainer, you know? Yeah. Um, and those little nuances, those little tidbits, those are things that have to be taught to you by a trainer, you know? Especially when you're coming in, in aggression mode. There's correct ways to come aggressive. You don't just come aggressive recklessly. Right. And that world by level world is just too good 
Groves is just too quality to attack in a reckless manner, you know? Groves had his nice rhythm to him, popping the jab, fainting, in and out, just really on his back foot the right way. Everything was – he was really, really good. No, not at all. He was lunging in, and then before you know it, they're they're, in, they're hugging each other on the ropes, and, and they get separated, and Groves gets right back to jabbing the shit out of him. Um, I mean, listen, there's there's room for improvement there, but I expected more from you, Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I the wild card is here. There's this injury in Groves. I think they should give Groves the time to recover, even if they got to push back the final. Absolutely. If it was earlier in the tournament, if it was earlier in the tournament like they're doing with the other semifinal, where Jürgen Brownmer pulls out, which is what else is new, a German, a German championship level fighter pulling out of a big fight. Well, no surprise there. Right. They, they, they sport that with passion. Um, but Brownmer pulling out, um, they, 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 you don't wait for because really it's a semi-final you know so you have to schedule that things you have to schedule things so you you uh you allow uh anything anything in the preliminary rounds for me you have to find a replacement but in the final especially that growth which is it's such an important piece of the puzzle because he's bringing the wba world title the main championship not not the secondary one the main championship on the line here i think it, it makes it all it makes it all the more prestigious of, of a championship final if Wolves is in it so you know, i don't think you replace him i think you just go back push back the final and i yeah, the same time nobody else will have to wait for him because it's the final anyway so it's not like say like the quarterfinalist after it gets injured you know it will hold up the rest of the tournament if you push back his fight but now a finalist it doesn't really hold up the rest of the tournament it, it, it we're in the finals anyway you know so i agree I a thousand percent and, and and make the final include girls because girls bring the Groves is bringing an extra prestige to the final at this point. Absolutely. No, you got to wait for him. It's, yeah. it's the last fight. So we'll see. Um, that, that was a really good fight, though. And then, we I mean, we had a lot of boxing this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, our boy Ray Beltran uh, finally yeah. got a piece of the title. Right. Can I ask you why why the whole the whole thing was about Rob Beltran getting his citizenship? I don't understand. Like, I, I get, I get the citizenship, but I get that he's fighting for citizenship, but he's fighting for a world championship. Like, I, why, did, right. why did they constantly harp badger us with the whole citizenship thing? Well, uh, he's going to get a citizenship anyway. Paul, you prove that you're a world class fighter, you're a world class operator, and and Beltran has proven time and again that he's a world class fighter. Fights on network TV and 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 and, and cable TV constantly, and main events and co-main events. He's fought for the world championship against Terence Crawford and Ricky Burns. Like, bro, that that constitutes a world class operator. Even if he wins the world title, he's he's gonna get his citizenship. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really understand why they badge us on it. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to get. They're trying to get some. I, I, I thought they. I thought they were looking for too much drama. I, I, I thought ESPN. I think ESPN that's, is getting a little bit annoying with it. With that's what they ESPN do, is they, all about. <laughs> they do it in all sports, and it's actually getting annoying. Like I want to watch a sporting event, and it's a sporting event. I get. I get that sometimes there's emotional drama. But I want to watch the sporting event and the sporting event. Like, Roy Beltran was not fighting for his citizenship. There's a, there's a great storyline there, and, and they blew it. It went right over the head. Roy Beltran is fighting for a world championship. He's deserved his entire career, and he's been somehow denied it some way or another, mainly through politics and through bad, bad breaks and whatnot. And he's finally getting a chance to win. This, this this elusive world championship that he's been deserving of his whole career. And that should have been the main storyline. Yes, the fact that he's getting his citizenship is a great American story. But it's not like he wasn't going to get it if he lost. Like, let's, 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 let's be perfectly honest here. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be perfectly clear here. I got one even better. I got one even better. What's up? How about, I mean, maybe I'm the only schmuck because I had a TiVo that I wasn't home. Uh, I'm the only schmuck that has to sit there, watch the whole fight, then I don't get to see him celebrate. Why? Because this shit network, ESPN, goes and puts a celebrity basketball game on before the fight. 
Who gives a shit if one rap star got MVP of the celebrity basketball game? You would yeah, if you no, bet on it. Who gives a shit? I don't. I don't. That's the thing. You can't even see all stuff anymore. Bro, that's why, again, technology is in the way. In the old days, we used to just hit, hit the VHS, hit record right when it started, and it would, it would record. And you know, you're getting your whole, your whole, uh, your whole um, program recorded. Fuck now me, you man. Timing, you got to do all this stuff. Now the timing goes over the over the limit because the, the previous show went into the into the into the hours that your show is on, so it's gonna end later. Over over the top, ridiculous. Yeah, ESPN was like a real cock block Friday night. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then uh, Saturday we had a ton of fights. Uh, Fox, we had uh, Caleb. Caleb Plant looked really good. I haven't seen the Fox fight yet, so you, 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 I'm gonna let you guys. Uh, yeah, Caleb. Caleb Plant fought uh, Porky Medina. Big, big test to see if he's on that level or close to getting to that next level. He really, really put on a clinic. Seth, do you watch that fight? I didn't see that one, no. Caleb Plant put on a clinic. Man. That 68 uh, division yeah. starting to heat up, though, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, some, there's some serious fighters in that division. Yeah, because you had Fox, you had that fight, and then later on on Showtime, you had the kid Benavides, who was a, a monster. And listen, <laughs> listen to Paulie talk about that fight, because he called that fight, man, right. and that kid is something else. Yeah, it's a it's a special division too. It's starting to, I mean, the boxing is just at a at, at a real high right now. I think overall, and it's you know it's almost like it's too spread out, right? There's no there's no like one like Tyson kind of guy that's no, no. capturing the imagination. Very competitive. It, no, but I'm saying there's not someone to bring more attention to the sport that it needs. You know, because there's a, there's so much talent and so much fun fights to watch that the average guy would enjoy watching these mm-hmm. fights. You know, Absolutely. but they, they don't even know about them. Yeah. That's the unfortunate part. Um, and you saw that. This is, that's the same card at Alexander Ortiz, right? And I, I read that Alexander oh got God. robbed, right? So, yeah, the main event on Fox. I Alexander won that fight. I haven't yeah. seen the fight yet. But, the um, fight was so easy. Devin, Devin actually looks phenomenal. He's looked even better, oh, if you can say that. Um, I had it like, I don't know, 9 to 1. That's uh, ridiculous. Eight to two, Devin. I mean, uh, if you really want to make a case for Ortiz, there's no possible way that that was a draw. And again, you know what's funny? It's not fair. It's not fair. Uh, but I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this even about Beltran and Moses because Beltran and Moses, Moses, that was a close fight. Like Moses could have got it. Beltran could have got it. And, and Beltran got it. And you say, oh, it's because all the other times he's been screwed. But really, Moses was just the innocent bystander here. You know what I'm saying? It was a close fight. I mean, I'm not I'm not complaining that Beltran got it because either guy could have got it. But just by the same token, I was in Ortiz. Remember Ortiz deserved the win against Lamont Peterson and they gave him a draw. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yep. <laughs> Granted, Alexander's again the innocent bystander that he doesn't deserve to get robbed, but but in reality, like they basically got back the draw that, that Ortiz didn't deserve because he deserved to win back in the day against Lamont Peterson. Right. And now he gets a draw for, for a fight he probably didn't deserve to win against Delon Alexander, so it evens the stakes. Yeah, but what are they looking at when they, right. the whole world is saying one thing? Well, well, no, this is exactly it's it's Texas, and it's always been. Yeah. It's never going to stop. It's not even just it's not even just Texas. I'll tell you what it is. It is Texas, but here's a difficult thing about Texas. For all you're wondering about politics, because people are like, oh, people get robbed in Texas. Not so much people get robbed in Texas. Here's what you got to really be careful when you're in Texas. If you're fighting any Texan in Texas, it's a problem. And if you're fighting. Uh, a Mexican fighter, mainly a popular Mexican, Mexican fighter in Texas. Granted, if there's two Mexican fighters, they can't reach each other out, but Mexican fighter in Texas or, or a Texan in Texas or a Mexican Texan, which is even, you know, <laughs> then you get double the, like I did it one day, it was double, it was double with me. But, but reality, realistically, those are the fights where you got to be careful because again, if Devin got robbed then he, and Victor's not even from Texas, I mean, and it's, you can't even say Victor was the A-side. You can't even say that because, because Devin, 
Devin was the favorite to win the fight. I mean, bro, Devin was a minus three forty favorite, bro. You know what I mean, it wasn't like he was a little bit of a favorite. You know? This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. So, what is as a, as a judge or even like a promoter, let's say, what what benefit is it to make this fight a draw? You're 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 no, keeping it's, Devin it's there. Even, even, I'm telling you, the promoters are going to do it. People always think promoters are not. No, no, I know. Time, for me, this time it's not that. It's just the crowd swings. They'll yeah. probably pro or team. You know, the judges get swayed. You know, they're probably you know pro pro Texan or pro Mexican a lot of times because that's that's the main boxing crowd in Texas. For me, I'm not going to say it's human nature to, to kind of favor what, what where, where the tide goes, but a lot of times it's difficult not to favor that. At this point in Victor Ortiz's career, he's he's like he'd be a good opponent for Keith Thurman to come back with from his injury. Right, you know, he's right. like a, he's an opponent yeah, now. Yeah, but I, I heard uh, it's not going to be a, a guy like Victor Ortiz or even a Jesse Vargas. I heard it's going to be somebody like out of the top ten. And then after that, um, you know, we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe after that. I'm just giving an example, Paul. You know like, I think, yeah. you know what I think. I mean, I, I don't know if you made that fight, but I think uh, I think the Ortiz or Alexander will be a, a, a good fight for El Prince in his homecoming. You know, I think it's a good fight for his homecoming. Yeah, uh, I was thinking actually, I'd like to see Devin Alexander versus Danny Garcia. I wouldn't mind that. Two, two former, uh, two former light welterweights, right? Uh, fighting that welter, you know. It's a good I think fight. It's the kind of matches you want to make that are entertaining, you know. Right. Anytime you make a former light welter who's now fighting a welter against a natural welter, it's always going to be a bit diff- more difficult. Right. You know. Uh, so, but uh, you know, you keep the welters, the natural welters fighting each other, and you keep the natural light welters who are at welter also fighting each other. And then when you have to make the other fights, you make the other fights. You know? Right. Absolutely. L- let's let's segue to Danny's fight right. first. You know, in the, in the card that you called, Paulie. Um, I just want to I want to skip to the end real quick. I want to ask and you guys another a qu- thing too. Danny against Brandon Rios, also ex-Light Walters, you know? Right. I'm going to ask you a question, uh, Pauly. Um, the Sean Porter coming in the ring at the, after the fight and getting in Danny's face, do you think that was a setup? Like, those guys are just trying to drum up some... Uh, no, some... no, I don't think it was a setup. I, Sean was doing that even before the broadcast was on. Uh, in the back, in the media room, I saw him starting to, uh, starting to think, you know, Keith Thurman, Keith was meeting in a little media scrum with the media. And Sean uh, invaded it. I think Sean's just trying to get a fight, trying to build up interest in himself. Um, you know, you do, you do what fighters do. You just try to call guys out. Try to get in there and uh, get in the mix. Uh, so I think Sean. I don't think anybody set that up for him. But of course, if you're a PBC fighter at a PBC card, you're gonna have a credential, so you have access anywhere you want to go. Uh, I think and, I mean, uh, Sean has access. Sean has access inside the ring. Thank you. And Sean has access inside the ring. And Sean has access uh, in the media, in the in the back of the media as well. So he took advantage of uh, did what he could. I mean, I I understand that whole thing going up to Danny. You know, that fight hasn't been made, and people calling each other out, and you want to set yourself up. But he's, like, harassing Keith Thurman. First of all, I can only speak for myself. I really, really hate watching the guy fight. I really don't enjoy it. It's not gracious to me. There's nothing sweet or scientific about the sweet science when he's in the ring. Um, Agree. Keith Thurman already kicked his ass. If I'm Keith Thurman, why do I have to fight you again? Because they're mandatory. They say <laughs> they say you have to. Right. That's why. You know, like I can understand him going in the ring and saying, "Oh, Danny, you know, let's make a fight." What's but, that, Paul? What's that, Paulie? Oh, I, thought you, I thought you said something. You know what I mean? I can understand him going into Danny and saying, hey, let's make a fight. That's fine. Tyson Fury did it with Deontay or vice versa. That's fine. But you're harassing a guy that beat the shit out of you. Right. <laughs> Leave the guy alone. <laughs> and honestly, I don't enjoy watching him fight. And there's a reason why people try to avoid fighting him. Because you want to get hit with elbows you and get, shoulders yeah. and heads and, yeah, and tackled. and It's obvious. Yeah. And and then and then the kid he literally just becomes mute 
and deaf when you mention Spence. <laughs> he, he just all of a sudden he, he's not a tough guy anymore. You ever notice that? You're being hard on I don't think anybody wants to be friends, not just Sean. Yeah. No, but no, but you know he's the guy. He has a strap too. Why you want to go after the guy that kicked your ass already? Why don't you try something new? I think it'd be interesting. The Danny fight would be interesting to me. I don't I like it. I don't like it. You know, you know the guys that are gonna want to fight friends off. The guys that have all the gain and nothing to lose. You know, those are the guys. Because right now, if you have anything to lose. You're gonna lose it with Spence right now. You know what yeah. I'm like, <laughs> But you can't you can't blame Keith for for wanting to have a tune up of fight. Of course not. Know? Come on. The guy had a freaking torn elbow. Right. This is yeah. not this is not golf. I don't know, I'm with you. I'm with you. I you know, I think I think you wanna make sure Keith is back one hundred percent before you make Keith and Thurman. I mean Keith and uh, uh Spence. Uh, I think you wanna see him back one hundred percent, uh so that you have the best fight possible. I think the media was kinda of saw with me about that. They were asking me, like, Oh, you know, what what do you think of Thurman trying to take his time? By this time, I said, I don't mind it, bro. I want to see the best Keith Thurman fighting the best Earl Spence. I right. don't want to see uh, a Keith Thurman that rushed back from injury or a Keith Thurman that might be a little ring rusty. Right. Uh, have to fight uh, Errol Spence. I, I'd rather see. I'd rather see a situation where they're both at their best. I want to see. I want to see a situation where. I want to see a situation where they're both at their best and they're able to perform at their best. You know, and I think that's going to be the best thing for the fans and the best things for the for the network that has that is going to be televised in the fight and the best thing for both fighters because they're going to be able to put their best foot forward. You know. Absolutely. Um, so I don't. I don't have a problem with Keith getting himself back in there and uh, and doing what he has to do to, to be at his best. And, and Errol's going to continue to be at his best, too. And I'll tell you what, the more they keep winning, the more it's going to be a demand anyway. So you're only building, you're, you're going to be built up a salivating. They're going to they're gonna make people salivate constantly to see them fight regardless. But I'll tell you what, both these guys, not only they win, they win and look good every time doing it. Right. Every time they fight and look good, every time they fight and look good, it builds up the animosity. It builds up the, the pressure. It builds up the, it builds up the promotion for it. Errol's going to fight on June and Dallas most likely is going to look good. And I'm not trying to downplay whoever he's going to fight. Uh, and, and going back to Errol, the kind of guy that's going to fight Errol right now, it's the kind of guy that is everything to gain and nothing to lose. And, and a guy like Uga, uh, yeah. you mentioned. Uga yeah. the guy that beat Ray Robinson the other day. You know, we were mentioning that in our in our production meetings good fight. before the show even happened. It's the winner of Robinson and Uga is probably going to put himself in line to fight Errol. And right away I got to thinking, only guys like this will, will like get, get in line to fight Errol because it's a, cha- it's a world championship fight for guys who really haven't been at the top yet, so they have nothing to lose. You know what I mean? They have everything to gain out of it. Absolutely. If you've already been to the top, you're trying to, trying to, you're kind of, you're trying to kind of stay in the mix uh, in, in ways that you can. You've already been there. You, you're not going to take a chance on taking a dive off the bridge by uh, by uh, by fighting uh, Errol. If you were never on the bridge to begin with, like uh, like Ugas is, you know, you get a chance to climb it and, and jump right off if, if, if you get beat. What's, what's the difference? You weren't on it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right. If so, I'm yeah. if I'm Danny Garcia, I'm like fuck Errol Spence. I'm not fighting his ass. Yeah. You know, right now Danny Danny's been at the top. He's been a two-time world champion. I'm taking time going back. You know, he's been a year old. I, you know, bro. I'm telling you, I hate to say it. At a certain point in your career, it, it stops becoming. It stops being about legacy. Or it's never stops being about legacy, but you start worrying more about um, putting yourself in a situation where to, to better yourself, to better your, uh, to better your, uh, um, your, your future, to better your, your situation with your family and whatnot. So, so, um, and obviously legacy as well, but it doesn't become the main pushing factor anymore. Uh, Paul, you were, Paul, you were, you just become an adult about it. I think that's, it's just weird, you know, like, and so the, the fans on the outside, yeah, they want to be in the 
in there, you know, they're, they're supporting change. Of course, they're going to demand things to be, be in such a way. But And, of course, they, they should. You know, they're the ones paying for it. I think you'll get the fight. It's just a matter of making them the right way. Well, Paul, you were there at ringside. How good? How good? I know uh, Brandon Rios was a, a you know guy who stood right in front of him, but how, how good did Danny look? No, they look sharp. I mean, they look sharp. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, at the end of the day, I don't know what people that are complaining about Danny wanted to see. I thought Danny was really sharp. He was using some some smooth side steps. Uh, he boxed very well. You know, once in a while, Danny shows us that he knows how to box. Something that you should already know if he's been winning national championships in the amateurs. You don't win national championships in the amateurs unless you actually know how to box, you know? Um, Danny was boxing very well. I thought Brandon was game. You know, I, I didn't think it was a, a one-sided fight. I thought Danny was clearly ahead, but I didn't think it was a one-sided fight. And then, uh, you know, I, I thought it was kind of cruising to the uh, distance. Shame on me because I, I did bet the over. I, 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 you know, I, I thought Brandon was a, good, was a terrible guy, and he is. He's definitely a terrible guy. But that right hand landed, and that was it, man. I mean, what did I bet? He had, to, he had to stop the fight. Hey, what, what did Peter Cards bet? Your card said uh, he had the over. No, what? Your card said he had the over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you wish. The locksmith the so, took the over. All right, bro. But uh, we're, we're, we're realistically, realistically, come on, bro. I mean, realistically. Listen, I'm not gonna go over. I've been, right I've been wrong a thousand times when it comes to Brandon Rios, but eventually he's gonna get knocked out. The guy, the guy takes the so cleanest, punishment. cleanest shots. He doesn't roll. He doesn't slip. No, I with you. hundred percent. I can't, I can't deny it. You know, I, I can't deny it. Can't deny it. Honestly, well, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie though. I also took the, I also took George Gold because some genius making the line of crap. I made him up. Made him the other dog, so he was plus money. Yeah. Uh, what? I don't know. I don't know what genius made the line for that fight. Yeah. W- one of the lines had Rios favored? No. Uh, no Groves. Groves. Oh. Gro- Groves was an underdog. Oh, okay. I'm saying Groves was the other dog. Like, I don't know what genius made that line. Yeah. That's because Eubank is more popular. Yeah. I guess. Hey, so, you know, Paul, I really enjoyed listening to you talk, call uh, Benavides' fight because you're really pointing out some of the, the veteran moves he had for a young guy. And like, So, how impressive is he and, and where does he stand in that division? Who, Danny? Uh, David Benavides. Oh, David Benavides. Oh, Benavides looked amazing. I mean, he looked, uh, you know, he took what was a competitive fight and, and, and dominated the rematch. And uh, I think he's, uh, he's a possible future star. And here, you know, future stars have to have a lot of quality. One of them has to be definitely young enough to be able to be champion for a long time, you know? And, and, and I think that's very important. So Benavides at 21 years old is a world champion, and he's solidifying himself as a very good fighter and a world champion. And because he's only 21, we're going to see a lot of him at the top of, of, the, of the boxing world for a long time, which means he's going to have the potential to be that crossover kind of star. And I think you, it takes time to go from uh, contender to champion, to champion to star, and then to star to superstar. And I think mainly you need that time to build. Mayweather was able to do it, but remember Mayweather uh, won his first world championship at 21. So you guys who become superstars need to be at the top for a long time. So in order to be at the top for a long time, you need to firstly win world championships at a young age. So Benavides has started that, and he looked phenomenal on Saturday night. So I thought that was amazing. And, uh, you know, kudos to Gabriel, bro. That dude is game as hell. Dude, that dude is game as hell. Never stop trying. Benavid has too many wrinkles. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still going to say that I think Eddie Mustafa Muhammad should have stopped the fight. I thought he took a little too much for me. But he's it's a, hard, he's a tough dude, hard, man. Because Gabriel's not going to accept that. Gabriel never stopped trying. So Gabriel's not going to accept that. You know what I mean? You, you know, you've been in the corner, Pete. You know yeah, what I mean? of course. Gabriel never stopped trying. So that means Gabriel wanted to fight the whole time. You know? Yeah, of and, course. And, 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 and that's what makes it difficult. 
because I, I did watch a couple of times and I'm like, man, you know what? You know, this thing I think about stopping this fight, but I'm watching Gabriel's body language. He was not submitted at all. Like, he's, there's no submission in him, you know? So no, like, he's a beast. Hard. I, if you stop a fight on a guy that doesn't, is not feeling that submission, he's going to get mad at you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, you can kind of read the body language of a fighter who's kind of submitted. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like he's not. He was beaten, but he wasn't submitted. So if you submit him and you force him to stop, he's getting a piss with you. you yeah, know? I wasn't. I wasn't in the corner for that fight, so I got. I, I got to. I can't. I can't. I have to consider that. You know, also because, like you said, if the guy is coming back and and you know he's he's sitting there still motivated to try to win, you got to give him a chance. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a tough one though. Listen, yeah, for all the fans, round, did he not? <laughs> yeah, no, he gave it everything he had. Everything he had, and you know what? For all the fans out there, when you see a kid like Benavides, this is a result. Because he's so experienced, it looks like he's thirty instead of twenty. No, but it's a ton, a ton of sparring. It's a yeah, ton of sparring. Ton of in the gym because he's been around boxing his whole life, bro. It's not one of those kids that I, I don't want kids to get a false impression of boxing where you can have ten amateur fights and then be like this kid. No, I'm telling you, this kid only had ten amateur fights, but this kid was literally in the gym all the time. I even sparred him when I was in LA, bro. This kid was in the gym constantly, constantly getting there with everybody, constantly. He's literally grown up around boxing. Exactly. You spot him when you were in LA. So how old was he? He's like 15. <laughs> he was a baby. Boxing <laughs> with world champions. It's crazy. Get in there. It's crazy. It's amazing. That's why him and his brother. Yep. It's amazing to see such a young kid that that composed. I, I loved it. I love watching yeah. him fight. It makes it, it. You can see he's enjoying himself too. And again, oh. I love that young passion. You know, because that eventually fades, and you're just doing it just for business. Did you um, see the size of his? Passion. Did you I see the size of that kid's guys. hands after the fight? Yeah. His. <laughs> oh jeez. Reminded me of me, bro. Don't mind. Oh. I had bad hands like that. Oh my god. Uh, I, when I saw them on my car, I remember those days. <laughs> Gavril's head is a rock. Not easy. Yeah, that was some fight, man. He's exciting. Yeah, I like, I like watching him fight, and I like the things you pointed out while watching that fight. And, uh,. Okay, next couple of weeks we got good fights, especially two weeks from now. But next Saturday there's uh, some fights on HBO. You guys know which fights those are? It's a test. Yeah, next Saturday we got uh, the, the flyweights. Yep. Um, to, uh, we got to this Saturday coming up. This coming this Saturday we got the flyweights on Correct. HBO. I was gonna call you the wrong side and it's wrong side. You can't forget that, man. You can't forget these little guys, but they they're starting to pull up. Uh, Become a pretty exciting bunch. Yeah, Estrada versus Wangik and uh, Valoria versus Dalakian. Dalakian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Valoria is one, one of the last guys in my generation still left, bro. Brian, Brian was uh, an Olympian in 2000. Um, and uh, a, a top fighter, man, and a really good guy, man. What yeah. a good dude, that guy. The, the Hawaiian dude. punch. Yeah. I'll never forget. Did I, did I ever tell this story on, on the podcast when, when, when Brian, uh, let me use the hotel room? Uh, what happened? I don't think you did. Okay, before anybody gets the wrong idea, I was fighting my ninth pro fight, or my tenth pro fight, and uh, Brian was the main event, and I used the card. And uh, I was fighting Anthony Simpkins, I remember. And uh, I asked for a hotel room, even though the fight was in New York City, because I didn't want to travel into Manhattan the day of the, the day of the fight, you know, with uh, traffic and everything. Because let's face it, it was a Friday night fight event a card, so you're going to try to get into the city on a Friday night into Manhattan from Brooklyn was going to be kind of annoying, you know? So I said, I asked if they could put me in the city for the, put me in a hotel room 
um, you know, for the weekend for the fight, you know? So what happened? They put me in a hotel room Friday. Saturday morning, I got to check out. <laughs> the geniuses. This is the shit you deal with when you're a fighter coming up the ladder. I'm telling you. This is the annoying shit you deal with when you got these pension, pension motherfuckers. You're dealing with shit anyway. So... Saturday morning, I gotta check out. Where am I going, bro? I gotta check out by eleven. I don't have to be at the at the, at the arena till like seven o'clock at night. Where am I gonna go? You know? So I'm like sitting here with like a, nobody's answering the phone. You know, it's Saturday morning or Friday morning. I'm, you know, nobody's getting nobody's getting back to me. I'm like, bro, I, I need a room. I need a room here. And uh, I run into Brian. I think he's at breakfast or he's downstairs. And he's like, yo, bro, he goes, you can just use my room. I got two beds. He goes, you know, Freddie, Freddie's uh, using the bed with me. But he goes, Freddie's not gonna be in the room. He's just hanging out. He's hanging out with some friends all day, you know. And he's gonna, you know, we're gonna meet at the arena. I said, you sure, bro? He's like, yeah, bro. He goes, just take Freddie's bed. It's all good. You know, Freddie won't be there. So I was like, all right, he's trying to Freddie Roach. So, uh, you know, he checked with Freddie. I, I made sure I, I made him check with Freddie first, and Freddie was all cool about it, too. So, you know, all those people, I think, me and Freddie got beef. I mean, me and Freddie have been cool for a long time. And uh, so Freddie said, yeah, man, go right ahead, you know? And, uh, and you know, I, <laughs> otherwise I would have been in the street all day, you know? So uh, I was able to rest, and then that night I actually got a KO. I got a KO against uh, a pretty decent case, like 9-3 at the time. And then Brian won his main event on ESPF. I fight in the main event. Chipriani's. Then, you know, my fight didn't get televised because uh, Brian was a distance. If, only, if my Brian had gotten a knockout, I would have been a swing bout. They would have showed on TV. Which is a shame because it would have been like a rare knockout you could have seen of me on TV. God but, damn um, it. Regardless. Um, anyway, that's my backstory with Brian. I was in the amateur with him and whatnot. Good guy. Uh, uh, top level fighter. Uh, been a world champion. And uh, still around. Let the last little week is from my generation. Even Cotto retired. Yeah, and uh, one other fight on there is uh, Carlos Quadras versus McWilliams Arroyo is also on that card. Yeah, another good card, another good fight. Yeah, so it's uh, exciting. It's exciting fight for, for this, this weekend. That, those, those little flyweights, man, they they get exciting, man. They, it really they become must watch. When you get a good generation of those guys, you get some must watch TV. It's good stuff. Let me ask you, Paul, because you work for Showtime. Don't Showtime and HBO try to avoid uh, having fights on the same day? I don't know. I mean, I'd, li- I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to say that, but I really don't know. I don't know what goes what goes on behind the scenes. I don't like. I'm not with the whole masterminding the dates we use and whatnot. You know, but it's weird that the next week on right. third, we got the same day, Showtime and HBO, but also in the same city, the Garden and Buck- Madison Square Garden and Buckway Center. I think that's just odd to me. It's weird. It's weird to me. Um, but it is what it is. Right, so on HBO, we'll start with you got uh, Kovla versus McAlkin. I already saw you say his name. How do you say that yeah, name? And you got yeah. Colin Barrera against uh, Demetrius Bivol. Good card. Good, like, yeah. good doubleheader at Light Heavyweight, bro. Real good doubleheader. It's a really know? good card. Bivol Barrera should be a battle. Yeah, the, way, the way the winners stack up against each other, you're going you're gonna to have some, you might have some demands to make the winners fight each other. Because you think about it. That's what I'm thinking. Whoever comes out winning those two fights is probably going to look really good doing it. You know what I'm saying? But Bivol and Barrera are both top level fighters. Whoever gets a win is going to put himself in a nice position and we're a nice win. And then uh, Kovalev, obviously, if he looks demolishing uh, again is going to look great and obviously if, they, if the other guy um, I can't pronounce his name Michelin whatever um, if he's able to set Kovalev obviously he's going to put himself right in the smoke in the mix of the smoke as well so you know it's a, it's a good card yeah Barrera's been kind of been like teased with the Kovalev fight it's been like right in right in front of his face you can smell it you can smell it but you can't touch it yet yeah. this is like the last test but this well, is well they offered it to him before but um you know, he, uh, it, it wasn't for the world title, so he turned it right. down. And then afterwards, when the, when uh, when um, the Shabransky fight was made, it ended up the BL title was vacant, and they said, okay, we'll make it for the vacant BL title. And Barrera said he would have took it if he knew it was for the vacant title. This time around, they offered him the call, but they offered him 100 grand less, something we didn't know until Sol- uh, Sullivan Barrera uh, tweeted it. Uh, wow. You know, 
I didn't just turn it down. I turned it down because I was offered 100 grand less than I was offered in the fall for the same fight. You know, so obviously I don't blame him if I turned it down. This is a business thing you got to eat. That's the um, dumbest thing I've I, ever heard. How did they both win? Both look good, and you diminish your your purse I by 100k. <laughs> but he ends up getting the B-ball fight instead, which is for a world title nonetheless. So he takes that one, you know, which is fine. You know, this is the way you're gonna go. And and, and if I'm not mistaken, it's random testing, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're using random testing. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're using random testing, which is good. Gotta do it with the Russians, man. That. And uh, speaking of random testing, Wilder and Ortiz are also random testing for their wow. fight. Uh, I saw I saw on, on Twitter yesterday that Ortiz has been tested like six or seven times over the course of his training camp, which Beautiful. is kind of the norm if you're doing actual testing with Vada. I remember Yusada used to test me five or six times during camp. Uh, Vada, not as much unless, unless somebody's paying the extra, putting the extra money for the bills for all those tests, and Deontay always does that. Which is why his opponents always seem to fail. So he he uh, he paid for him and his opponents to be tested extra as well for this training camp, and it seems that they have been. We're looking forward to a, a good fight between Wilder and and Ortiz there, and also Uskatsuki and and Andre Durrell, the rematch. That is going to be dynamite, dude. I love the first fight. It was really competitive. It ended suddenly and drastically, unfortunately. But I was excited even before that fight because I had worked a, a couple of Uskatsuki fights on Fox Sports on his way up the ladder. This guy's dangerous. This guy's got diamond in his, dynamite in his hands. And obviously, Darrell's one of the most talented fighters in the sport. And no so, uncle, uh, right? Main fan on, on the third of March. No uncle, right? He's banned? The uncle's banned from the building? Um, yeah, he's probably banned. Uh, this is going to be a good <laughs> fight, man. I'm telling you, that's a great doubleheader. Both cards, both HBO and Showtime got some nice fights on March 3rd, bro. Real good cards. Yeah. Uh, it sucks to just divide, I have to divide the, the, the TV audience and also the city. I mean, it's crazy because you're in the same city. Uh, you're across town from each other. So it kind of sucks, but really two great cards, man. So, uh, you know, for boxing fans, people one, watch the other, do whatever you got to do, but it's going to be some great cards. Uh, I'm also working this weekend, a small show on Facebook Live. Everybody want to check it out on Facebook Live. Uh, Thomas Lomano, a walkaway prospect, is fighting on Gabriel Tito Bracero, who's a friend of mine. And uh, actually, they're both friends of mine. And also uh, a former opponent of mine. Actually, my last career win was against Bracero, because then I fought the Eggington fight after that and lost. Um, Bracero, a kid that I've known since the amateurs and whatnot, um, had his share of rough luck his life, but always was a good fighter. I think I'll tell you what, he's a better puncher than he gets advertised before. You know, he doesn't have a lot of knockouts, but his right hand is pretty good. I fought him, I felt it, and also he has a big knockout over Daniel Conner, one punch with the right hand. Uh, Lamont, I've also is also a kid I've sparred, real slick, tall, walked away with a good boxing fundamentals, uh, nice jab. It's uh, I think it's a nice little crossroads fight because Bracero's fighting for to keep his career alive, and Lamont is trying to get over that hump. You know, he's, he stepped up once or, twice, once or twice and come up just short, ever so short. Um, the last time he started going against Tony Harrison, uh, not Tony Harrison, uh, uh, Dusty, Dusty Harrison. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a good fight. It's a good fight. I'm looking forward to, to working at the showboat in Atlantic City. So if anybody uh, wants to catch a free fight on Facebook Live over the weekend. Well, Facebook Live where? Versus, Paulie. Uh, Paulie. Facebook, who's Facebook Live? What face, who's carrying it? I don't know. Facebook Live is what they told me. It's on. You know, you got to find it on the internet. It's on Facebook. Uh, go to, uh, and, uh, All right. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how this works here. I don't know how this uh, stuff works. I'm <laughs> hey, you live though has like the the the, the feed. And right. I guess I don't know through. I don't know through. Search who, it. Just but look. At least fights do Facebook Live. A lot of that's starting to happen. You know, uh, we we do it. We do it on the Showtime on the cost too. We stop using Showtime Extreme and we do like Facebook Live now. I don't. I don't know. I, I still don't know how it works. Hey, you, okay. You also forgot one more fight on your Showtime uh, card for the Wilder Ortiz card. You forgot. Oh. You forgot a fight. 
Oh. Jamal Charlo versus Centino Jr. Hugo. Oh, Hugo Centeno. Jamal Charlo versus Hugo Centeno Jr. Yeah. Jamal Charlo continues to impress on the middleweight division. Um, I, I think he's making a case for himself every time he goes out there that he deserves uh, to be in the, in the big money fights with uh, Canelo and Golovkin. But right now, we can't blame Canelo and Golovkin for fighting each other. That's what everybody wants to see. But Jamal Charlo is making a statement and a case looking terrific. Uh, so is Danny Jacobs. I mean, middleweight is, and obviously Billy Joe Saunders. Middleweight is getting really, really juicy. Hopefully, everybody can fight each other at a certain point. Uh, not to downplay Hugo Santano Jr. because he's a good fighter. He's actually a kid I sparred when I was actually out, out in L.A. Of, uh, years ago. Uh, good young fighter. Uh, I think he's. I think he. I saw him have the no doubt, no contest against uh, Julian Williams. That was a good fight. Uh, Julian was clearly ahead, but they wanted um, no contest. Uh, and then Santana took a loss, but he trains with my old trainer Eric Brown. Eric's uh, one of my, one of the best trainers I've had. Obviously, won my second world title with him. Uh, and Santano is a good, good LA fighter, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's been in there with all, with, with all the top guys in the gyms. Uh, some good sparring, and obviously this is a big moment in his career where he's got a chance to finally step up against one of the best. Because Jamal was clearly one of the best in boxing today. Jamal and his brother for that, for that matter. And you mentioned those top five middleweights. Uh, speaking of that, hold yes, on. go ahead. Middleweights, junior middleweights, speaking of the troubles, the beef with Jamal and Vanis on Twitter. I'd love to see that rematch. Okay, I told Stephen that's going to over the weekend. I want to see that rematch. Nobody's been able to get in there with Jamal since Vanis. And actually, even compete. He's blowing everybody away. Unfortunately for Lubin, I think Lubin would have been competitive, but he got caught with the shot. But why not make Vanis and Jamel again? I mean, it was a competitive fight, and Vanis is a thorough guy. I know, I know, Vanis left came with the king, and it probably wasn't the smartest business decision. But he's going to be the mandatory if he's not the mandatory already. So just make the fight, bro. It's in L.A. Vanis is from L.A. Jamel spends a lot of time in L.A. So this is a perfect fight. On that June 9th card, on that Mara's and Santa Cruz card, you know? So the I beef really is like real. Jamel and, and Vanis fight. It's bad blood there, bad blood cells. They're both terrific fighters. Jamel's getting better and better. Vanis is never an easy out, bro. I mean, no matter what you would think about Vanis, he's never an easy out. He's got a great chin, and, and he hits hard, bro. You know what I'm saying? And he's sharp counter puncher, ex Olympian. Like, I don't know, bro. I don't know what they complain about. I mean, what are you, you going to get for Jamal? The other guys are busy right now. The, the other middle, junior middleweight champions are busy right now. So, might as well get a guy like Vanis, man. Man, put the rematch together. They don't like each other. It'll be a fun fight to promote and a fun fight to watch. What about your boy Andrade, Boo Boo? I mean, like, you know, he, he, he has the HBO contract now, so he's out the window. Yeah. Uh, the new season of a free fight HBO contract. Uh, uh, I'm good for he him. Has it because he's, he's deserving as anybody to, to be able to have that. And he's also calling out the Charlos and couldn't get the fight. But now he's trying to deal with HBO. So, and well-deserved, by the way. Well-deserved. Demetri is one of the best fighters of today. It's just uh, some issues with his contract and whatnot and his business, and his business matters have, have uh, prevented uh, us from seeing Dimitri at his best and, and, and more often for that matter. How about Even speaking of that area, how about Mark DeLuca giving him a shot? Mark DeLuca finally got he's in a fight. I don't want to put it out there, but I'm hearing Mark DeLuca's coming to a deal and he's going to get a fight. I'm not going to say it on the air. I don't want to spoil anything for him, not for you guys. I would, I would tell everybody who's listening. But Luca's actually going to get a fight. Uh, it'll probably be announced soon. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you when we get off. I'm sorry for the fans at home, but I, I, I would actually love to spoil it, but I can't right now because I, I don't want to spoil it until all the eyes are dotted and the T's are crossed. I don't want to jinx them. Who do you guys like in Wilder Ortiz fight? I mean, does, does Ortiz have a shot against Absolutely Wilder? Absolutely, he has yeah. a shot. I think it's the biggest name uh, Deontay's fighting I just don't want I just hate to hear that You know Once you watch the fight And you're entertained by it And whatnot It's the fight you want And then afterwards If, if Deontay, Deontay does win it easily Oh what are you fighting for Old man oh, this, bro, this is the best On paper This is the most difficult opponent Deontay's fought thus far Okay It's going to be far credit. from if easy If he in one round Give him credit If he takes If he, ta- if he wins it Looking uh, very Very uh, Very uh, 
very destabilized and very and, and it, yeah, sorry, the, the guy the guy with the house music just drove by me blasting his music. But yeah, um, he just messed up my train of thought. But anyway, so uh, if, if he wins it struggling against a good fighter, still give him credit, bro. And if he loses, hey man, you gotta give Ortiz credit too. You know, like it's one of those fights where you know it's gonna be good and you, you're happy to fight each other. But don't discredit one guy for winning for winning easily if he does. If that's why the way it goes. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of money on the line, man, through, for that that potential Joshua fight. If he gets by Parker, man, that's a lot of money on the line. Let's not. Uh, let's not uh, count our chickens for the egg hatch. Joshua has to fight uh, Parker. Uh, Joseph Parker at the end of March. I uh, look forward to that fight. And then I'm hearing what I saw on Twitter. If Jarrell Miller and Joshua win, looks like they're going to fight each other. I and heard that, too. They're trying to make Joshua's American debut at Barclays Center, which is just awesome for us in New York. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Jarrell Miller versus Joshua. And this is going to be fun. I'll tell you why. I don't want to overlook Parker because I'm telling you, Parker's good enough to, to spoil the show here. But I'm telling you, okay. No, he's not. Argument sake. <laughs> Joshua wins the fight. Argument sake. Jarrell's a shit-talking New York guy. You know what I mean? And, he, and who's got no fear in him at all. I mean, he's a straight thug New Yorker, bro. I mean, he's one of the old school cats. One of our, one of, one of the, you know, I always talk about, I love the old school New Yorkers. They don't make them like they used to. Well, Jarrell's in one of those old school New Yorkers, man. He's like, a, one of, he's like the last of a final generation. You Let's know go, champ. So, you know, he's a, he's a guy who comes, fights you, and talks shit to you. Um, Joshua obviously is not to be undone by anybody who shit talking. I mean, he's a he's 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 a he's a straight animal himself, you know. And he'll put you in your place and you try to talk shit to him. So I think it'll be a fun promotion and a fun fight. Uh, but let's not overlook Joseph Parker, please, because uh, I think Parker brings the WBO title and the undefeated record on the line. Again, it's one of those fights where you have to credit both guys for taking the risk, and you have to give credit no matter how that fight ends. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, That's man. It. I gotta get going, man. I'm in South Beach. Can I enjoy Miami now? South Beach! Oh, 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 Plus one! So, so sorry to disturb you, King. Alright. Yeah. I actually just did this right sitting outside under some palm trees. Right uh, go right fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Ditto. Fucking <laughs> jerk off. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Alright, fellas. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. I'm sorry to our listeners that we're, uh, we're not, uh, we don't have such regular shows. But we're trying to get our business handled. We're trying to get our business together. Mm. And if our business get handled and if you guys listen and tell your friends to listen we have more pull in getting our business handled alright so uh, tell all your friends to listen to us and uh, that way we, when we get to the negotiating table we have some something to fight for and then we'll we'll, we'll have to do more shows more regularly hey man Paul right? here's a thought too why don't you promote your own show once in a while you <laughs> son of a <laughs> bitch you fucking schmuck hey dude I, I retweeted what do you want me to uh, retweet. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you do your own tweet <laughs> Everybody else should retweet it too. Whoever's listening, when we tweet the show out, retweet us too, you know? Absolutely. Go work on your tan. All right, guys. All right. We'll catch you later. See you.